The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Welcome back to Arlington opening day for the college baseball season today. It's also Billy Tubbs Day here on The Ref. We'll be talking to uh, Raymond Juice Whitley coming up at 7.20 this morning. Right now, though, we're visiting with the head coach of the Sooners, Skip Johnson. His team opening with Oregon this afternoon at 3 o'clock. You can hear pregame coverage starting at 2.30 right here on The Ref today. Uh, Coach, we were talking about uh, Braden Davis before the top of the hour. What kind of stuff does he have? We haven't we haven't seen him before. Uh, fastball, curveball change. I mean, he's, he has a common effect. I mean, he goes about his business the right way. Uh, and I mean, he's older. He's his junior. He's been a reliever at Sam Houston, and uh, um, you know, and I think that he could start. And he started all summer in the Cape, and we'll see what goes on from there. Um, you wanted to improve on the mound this year coming off you know two years ago maybe the best rotation in America they all get drafted last year you didn't pitch as well as you wanted to so you committed to kind of overhauling the staff this offseason are you happy with the arms you have yeah we have some really good arms really power arms um we got to continue to get better I mean there's no doubt about that the thing it's an arms race and the thing that you have to do is you've got to get arms and uh, um it's different than it ever has before because everybody's velocity is so up. They can't pitch. They can throw hard. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's like it's like you're having an Arabian horse. A lot of Arabian horses and you got to teach them, you know. A lot of, you know, and so you got to teach them how to run. You got to teach them how to throw strikes. You got to teach them how to pitch. And that's the fun in it also. I'm not saying that. That's, that's a lot of fun in it. But sometimes you got to go backwards before you go forward, and so uh, um, and I've also liked those tall, skinny kids that you know um, that you know they might be a click off here or there, and then all of a sudden, boom, you know they come in and they get a lot better and they grow really fast. Well, Braden Davis does not fall into the tall, skinny kid category, right? Isn't he five eleven? Yeah, he's five eleven. He's uber athletic. He was a center fielder in high school. I think he could play center field for us. Really? Yeah, he can fly. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you have eight games in the first ten days of the season. How about that? That's a lot. Mm-hmm. You got uh, three here this weekend, then you're at Dallas Baptist on Tuesday, then four next weekend against Wright State. So that's a lot to for a, a starting pitching staff to handle. It's also, I guess, going to give you an opportunity to see a lot of guys here. Yeah, right I mean, the that, that's, the, that's the snafu of our scheduling. That's the snafu of what the NCAA allows you to do with the uh, hours and things you have to do with them. You know, it's like, uh, um, I mean, we start the 16th and we got to play a month later. We got to depend on those young men to go home during Christmas when they're going on vacation or whatever they're doing with their – 
play long toss on a Monday, throw a bullpen on a Wednesday, play long toss on a Friday. What if they live in, what if they live in Michigan or Minnesota? Yeah. I mean, you know, and so you depend – our jobs you depend – got trust on, them. Yeah, you get, our jobs depend on them to do that. And then they got to come back and they got to be ready to throw five to seven innings. It becomes really difficult. And so earlier in the year, we try to get all these games in because during conference, we want to make sure they're fresh on the weekend, you know, so we schedule a lot of games. So we might skip a Tuesday game going into a conference uh, weekend. So that's why we do it. And uh, uh, the thing is, the difference also with. Uh, Division one baseball, there's no get to play four games and you get still get the red shirt or gray shirt right. or whatever like it in is. Football. You pinch run and you burn a year. Then people don't understand is you have four hours a week with them and you only spend 30 minutes a day with them or 20 hours. That's the things that we've got to grow in in, in, our, in, our, uh, in college baseball that's going to continue to make it better because we are now the minor leagues. I mean, our, our commissioner of Major League Baseball dropped 144 teams, right? And so uh, uh, there's, there's not hardly any more minor leagues. We're the minor leagues. Yeah. And so we've got that we've got to do something. Let you teach more. Yeah, if you're going to be in the minor yeah. league. Yeah, and, and really, we're teaching them about life. I mean, because yeah. baseball is a, a metaphor for life because it's an opportunity. Who are some of the arms who you think we have a pretty good chance of seeing out of the pen early? Atwood, Campbell. Um, we'll see how Malachi feels because he threw an inning the other day. Malachi Witherspoon, one yep. of the uh, two twins. Yeah. Uh, Kyson's a starter. Malachi's a reliever. Yeah. I mean, I think Kyson could piggyback. I think, I mean, I told both of them. Uh, I met with them both of them this, this week, and um, I think they're both going to be frontline starters, mm. you know, um, uh, for us next year for sure. And they might end up starting this year. Who knows? I mean, you never know until how the year goes. But, uh, uh, you know, we'll probably uh, – Kyson – I know Kyson will start a game the next week if everything goes this week well this weekend and he'll piggyback somebody this weekend. So, we'll see how it goes. I mean, there's some of those guys that, you know, the first game you want to trust them uh, and the guys that I know that are going to go in and throw strikes and compete well will be Camel and those guys – Camel Atwood, they're older. So, it's uh, – you know, we'll continue to do that with them. A lot of vets uh, in your lineup, Madrin's back, Spikerman, uh, Pettis, McKenzie, Nicholas, Carmichael, Rocco. There's a lot of familiar names there. But you're going with the true freshman at shortstop in Jackson Willits, uh, Reggie's boy. What has impressed you about Jackson? Uh, he's a baseball player. He has a head strong. He's headstrong. He's uh, uh, he he has discipline. He works extremely hard. We're not going with him. He earned that. That's what everybody. That uh, I mean, he he's a good player. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he's fun to be around. He uh, works at it. Um, he's routine. I mean, you want guys that uh, that you depend on. I think you, he's going to be. Is he going? There's going to be some ups and downs. Absolutely. He means 18 years old, but uh, I think he's earned that, and he's going to get after it, and uh, uh, he's going to have good at bats. I mean. It's going to be fun to watch. What's the relationship between Jackson and Reggie like in the dugout? It's good. I mean, he Reggie's a teacher, so it's good. I mean, he's going to get on him. And sometimes I've got to talk to him and not let Reggie talk to him because he'll get <laughs> upset. But that's that's part of it. And uh, uh, I think Jackson knows that. And I think, what, I think that's the thing that Jackson 
uh, is really good about, and that's why he loves baseball. I mean, those guys love baseball, and uh, uh, that's fun to watch. A couple of new guys, too. I think you guys wanted to add a little pop maybe to the lineup. You went and got Snyder and Frederick. Snyder, a transfer from Washington. Frederick led the world in batting average last year down in uh, a JUCO. What have you seen out of these two guys so far? Uh, power. They got, they got, you know, they got a lot of power. They're physical. They're strong. Um, really athletic. I mean, he, I'm just glad uh, Venables hadn't seen uh, uh, <laughs> Frederick because he didn't want him to go out and play football. So it's uh, uh, it's pretty fun. I mean, he's he looks like an offensive tight end, really. I mean, he's. Six four, probably two forty, and he can really run. And he's a crash dummy; he ain't afraid of the wall. So I can't, I can't imagine uh, him hitting a cement pillar or him hitting a person and still get up. Uh, I can't imagine he wouldn't be good at football. Yeah. Well, let's just don't tell Brent. Don't let Brent watch. Well, he can't come over here. You guys communicate all the time about players. He may come watch uh, Nesta. Mm-hmm. And take Frederick back with him. Yeah, you Nesta. can't. You can't trust BV. You don't know. Yeah, Nesta. Through, uh, I asked him the other day. I was like, "Hey, man, you doing all right?" He said, "Yeah, a little sore, a little sore." I'm like, uh, "What'd you do?" He said, I, "I maxed out in squats." I'm like, "Uh oh." So I gotta go easy with him today, trying to throw bullpens. Is he down here with you? No, he's he didn't make the trip. Okay, and, uh, we threw him three innings on Wednesday. And uh, uh, he's got to learn. I was talking to him the other day about sliders, you know. Uh-huh. And I use this analogy. It's like, uh, hey, just spin the slider. But here's the here's the thing about it, because he plays defensive end, right? It's like, here's the thing, Nesty, you play defensive end. What the game wants you to do is go in. But you got to maintain this deal over here. What yeah. they want you to do with hold the, sl- the edge. Yeah, hold the edge. What What the game wants you to do in baseball is they want you to try to throw the slider, make them swing and miss it, and you get out of control. You just got to execute the pitch just like holding the edge. He goes, he started looking at me laughing because I used to do that with Kyler a lot. Um, defensively, how good do you think you are? And the outfield, I think we're really good. Uh, behind the plate, I think we're good. Up the middle, I mean, it's we're going to be really good. Um, Jackson back, uh, you know, Willits uh, is going to be really good. He makes every routine play. He makes every great play. First base, we're going to be good. Snyder can play first base, third base. McKenzie's uh, banged up. He's not going to be able to play this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. And so, uh, uh, unless maybe pinch hit or something like that. So uh, Anything long-term there? Or just n- no, no okay. not at all. And so, uh, I mean, I think we're going to be good defensively. I think it'll be really good. I really do. I mean, it's uh, um, the more they get – to play with each other, more continuity they have with each other. It's like I was telling Russell the other day. I was like, we played like two or three games in a row, and all of a sudden, man, it was uh, – uh, we, we got – it started flowing a little bit. I was like, man, we look like a baseball team today, you know, and so it was it was fun to watch. Is the Mulder kid going to be able to help you some too? Oh, catcher? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he can really catch and throw. Yeah, yeah. he's good. And left-handed bat too, yeah. so mm-hmm. it looked like maybe he can give Easton a rest every Yeah, he reminds you of uh, uh, Brady Lindsley a lot. Okay. He he's got a little bit of Brady and a little bit of Jimmy in him. I mean, he 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 jumped on a, a pitcher's butt the other day for or for not knowing a sign or something. It was pretty good. I was like, man, he's breaking out of his <laughs> eggshell, you know? Yeah. I mean, what, that's what Crooks would do. He just, I mean, he those guys were so scared of him. For rightfully so, he earned their respect yeah. too. I didn't think about that. You've had some really talented left-handed hitting catchers around here the last few years. Uh, last question, we'll let you go. Jackson Nicholas, what have you seen out of him? Uh, he's been really good. He's had some good – he hit a home run and a double the other day. He's been really good. He's 
He's matured. His he looks pro- like he's his, appro- up. his approach is matured. He's been calm. Um, I mean, it's it's you know we'll see tonight. I mean, you know, you, everybody go everybody goes the experience, expectation, experience. You got to ex- expect him to play good this year. He's got more experience. You never know, man. When you yeah. get out, you you get out there. It's just about playing against the ball. I mean, that's really what it's about. That's the only thing you can control. You can't expect that guy to all of a sudden, you know, hit two fifty and then hit three forty the next year if he just continues to work and believes in himself and self confidence. I mean, that's what our jobs are trying to continue to do. That you know, I mean, it. That's what makes me tick. And getting phone calls from Griffin Miller and this morning. You know that five o'clock me, in the morning. Five o'clock in the morning. Hey, coach, uh, uh, love you. Uh, get after him today. I mean, that's awesome. That's what you. That's what you coach for. I so, lied. One more question. What, oh, what do you think about Oregon? I think they're really good. It's a regional team. I mean, you look at uh, uh, super regional last yeah, year. Oh yeah. So I mean, you're. I mean, this is a super regional tournament. I mean, you know, early in the year. I mean, that's what we put together last year, the scheduling like that. And uh, uh, sometimes it uh, make you pull your hair out a little bit. and uh, But it makes you have, be detail-oriented from the get-go, makes you focus. It makes you a better team when, in the long run. All right, go get them, Coach. Appreciate you stopping by. Thank you, guys. Skip Johnson, 3 o'clock today, OU in Oregon in the season opener. We'll have pregame coverage starting at 2.30. Juice Whitley joining us live on Billy Tubbs Day when we come back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. TJ, is your blood pumping now after hearing Skip talk? A little bit, a little bit. It. Uh, I always love hearing Skip. Uh, I, it's a funny... Um, as Skip's gone on here in his tenure, how much more comfortable and how much more uh, relaxed he is, and it's it's fun to hear from him. The, Coach the passion wants, and excitement that's there. Coach wants to know if you have seen the new Von Erich movie. Yes. Uh, the answer is, Coach, I think he saw it on opening night or uh, opening weekend. Wasn't he, opening weekend, but I have seen it, yeah. He loves it. The Claw, right? The Iron Claw, yeah. Yeah, yeah he loved it. He loved it. <laughs> I'll see you over there, Coach. Uh, we welcome in now uh, Raymond Whitley, Juice Whitley. Played for uh, Billy back in the early 80s. Billy Tubbs Day here on The Ref. Juice, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, guys. Uh, good to be here with you this morning. Well, we appreciate you getting up early and, and being on with us today. We're excited to honor Coach Tubbs at the Lloyd Noble Center tomorrow and to uh, hear some stories about him on the radio today and Correct me if I'm wrong, Raymond, but uh, if uh, you were there when Coach arrived, right? Yeah. So uh, let me set the set the stage here. We had just come off uh, Sweet 16 uh, NCAA tournament, playing Larry Bird out at Riverfront Stadium. We uh, that year we had John McCullough, who was the Player of the Year in the uh, Big A, uh, Al Bill, Aaron Curry, myself. Terry Stocks were all uh, at the starting positions. And uh, we had uh, won the Big 8 regular season. We won the Big 8 postseason. And uh, we, we had just won, you know, that's the first time in 40 years OU had won that in basketball. So we had just set the tone. And, uh, you know, all those guys were graduating. Uh, they were all seniors. 
I was the only junior on that team starting point guard, had started point guard uh, for three years prior to that for Dave Bliss. And uh, everybody was gone, and Coach Tuggs was coming in, a fresh and new. And so uh, I was the only re- returning starter coming back, and I remember the first time I met Coach, Coach Tuggs when he came in to talk to me, he said, you're going to be my guy. He said, I've, I've already seen your – what you've been able to do. Uh, and so, in fact, Tommy Tubbs told me this uh, on yesterday when he called me to ask me to be on here. He said, hey, Juice, I never told you this story. He said, but when my dad first took the job, and, you know, he was Tommy was a little apprehensive about coming here. He said, he said my dad told me, he said, I got a first-rounder on this team. <laughs> so that really excited me to hear Tommy say that yesterday. I'd never heard that story. But I was coming in. I was the only guy left. Uh, what happened was, uh, as we were practicing one day, and we were getting ready to go, and, uh, and the exact day was on Halloween of that year in 1980, and I ruptured my Achilles tendon in the practice. That was it for my career. And so I never really got a chance to play for Billy, but I was always in the locker room with him. I was always there to hear and I was always excited that one day I'd have the opportunity to play. They gave me an extra year, had a redshirt year, came back, but the Achilles never healed, and so uh, that was history. What was your first impression of Coach? My first impression was, this is the funniest coach I've ever been around. (laughs) (laughs) The things that he would say to the guys, and, you know, when we were in practice, like I said, I would – when I rehabbed, I was still able to practice with the guys a little bit. I traveled with the team. And just the way he handled himself with the players, we loved him. I mean, he, I mean, he had our back and everything. You know, they had uh, the, the running gun, Billy Ball, they called that. But really, he was really very disciplined around, you know, how we played defense and, you know, how, how we handled the best, not just running gun. He, we had the fundamentals down, so. My impression, this was the smartest coach I'd ever been around and the most wittiest coach, and I just I, I, I wanted to play for him to give him my all. Physically, I just wasn't able to. It was interesting because you mentioned those are successful teams before he took over um, with Coach Bliss, and then here comes Billy, and I would imagine, Juice, it was an entirely different style of basketball was there some thought, like, why is this guy trying to change the way we're playing basketball here, this this crazy style that he wants to play? <laughs> yeah, because coming in, you know, we, we had heard about Billy and Billy Ball and, you know, of course, Coach Bliss. And we still, like I said, we still had some younger guys that was coming back with me. And, and uh, Coach Bliss was a, a, a discipline. I mean, you you didn't take crazy shots. I mean, you were where you were supposed to be on defense or you were out of the game. And so when Billy came in and, and he was saying, hey, we're going to get up and down the court. We're going to run this thing. We're, we're going to have – and one of the things he always said, we're going to have fun. I mean, this basketball game is going to be fun to play. It's not just going to be grueling. You're going to play hard, but we're going to have fun. So that's what I was excited about when I thought having the opportunity to play with Coach Tubbs. Well, those uh, teams back in the early 80s with uh, David Little and Chucky Barnett and uh, Big Time yeah. Jones and Bo Overton, yeah. and uh, well, those are those are some fun teams I would imagine to be around. 
Absolutely. Again, didn't get a chance to really play with those guys, but I was around them. Yeah. So I can remember even uh, the year that I graduated, Coach brought me back in, and we were recruiting uh, Wayman and William Tisdale. You know, just to have an opportunity to say, you know, I had a little input <laughs> on getting those guys to the campus. So the, there were some great guys uh, on those teams early on. Where did the nickname Juice come from? Was it just a descriptor of of uh, your electricity, of your athleticism, or is there more to it than that? Yeah, there's a little bit more to it than that. So when I was young, I mean really young, I used to chew a lot of, you know, juicy fruit chewing gum? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I would chew it and swallow it, chew it and swallow it. So they start calling oh, no. it juicy fruit because I had this juicy fruit chewing gum with me all the time. And then it, it got shortened to juicy, and then it became the juice. Well, what are you I, doing? I, I got that. What are you doing swallowing your gum juice? I swallowed, chewed, swallowed, and they gave me the juicy fruit, juicy, and then it was the juice. Oh, man, that's great. Okay, uh, any any great Billy Tubbs story for us before we let you go today? Anything? I'm sure there's a bunch of them. But do you have do you have one that is your favorite Billy Tubbs story from when you were around him? Okay, so again, this is my uh, last year, and we were at uh, Missouri, uh, the Missouri Tigers, and I hadn't played because my leg hadn't healed, and I mean I really had never gotten in the game, and he came to me and he said, "You're starting today." <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> You're starting?" He said, "You know these." You know, the teams, uh, we wasn't doing as well, I think, a couple of games before. And uh, he said, I'm I'm going I'm to put you in. I'm going to let you start. And he said, I want you to get out there and show them what you got. And that at that moment right there, I said, this guy really still has confidence. And I went out and I played, you know, the best of my ability. I don't know if I, if I did that. I can't really remember the game. But what stood out to me that he believed in me enough to say, I don't care, even if you hurt, I'm going to give you this one shot. Go out there and show me what you can do. And uh, I always awesome. remembered and thanked him for that. That's awesome. There is, uh, unfortunately, an entire generation, you know, uh, my kids and younger, who never got to see Billy Coach and his teams. What do you want people to remember most about Coach Tubbs? The thing that I remember most about Coach Tubbs is his dedication to the players. He really loved the players. And, you know, he would back the players. I can remember times guys would get in trouble and they'd come and tell, you know, Coach this. Coach would always give the player the benefit of the doubt. And that's the one thing I always loved about Billy. He backed his players. That's awesome. That's awesome. Raymond Whitley, Juice Whitley, honored to talk to you today. Thank you so much for gracing our airwaves. Will you be there tomorrow? I'll be there. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thank you, Juice. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. TJ, you're not supposed to swallow the gum. <laughs> I was expecting some uh, other uh, uh, story with that. Like, I thought <laughs> you went the right way with athleticism and something like that. Yeah. Nah, just chewed juicy fruit and swallowed it. <laughs> I thought he's, when he said there's more to that, I thought, well, here comes a, like an orange juice or an apple juice addiction story, you know, something like that. But, yeah. Uh, that that'll stop your pipes up real fast, Teach. <laughs>
especially if it was like he sounded like he did it numerous times a day. Oh, yeah. Just pop just another pop stick it, yeah. in and swallow Boom. it. Boom. So, yeah. uh, juicy fruit, uh, as soon as he said it, reminds me of my great-grandmother. My great-grandmother would pick me up from uh, school sometimes and always have a uh, stick of juicy fruit waiting on me when I got out of school. So that's anytime I hear juicy fruit, it makes me think of my great-grandma. Um, juicy fruit. I've, have we ever had a gum draft? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah, we've done. We've was it done. the number one pick? I don't remember. Carter it was it the number high. one pick? It was high. I remember it being a high pick. But yeah, we've done. You know, the old big red and yeah, Hubba yeah, Bubba yeah. We did. And, yeah, 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 yeah. We uh, big league chew. Yep, yep. Fruit stripes was always my favorite, but fruit stripes was delicious for about seven seconds. And then it completely lost all of its flavor. Big League choose what started the fight in that draft because you drafted it. And I said, you would never do that. Yeah, you, that's right. <laughs> you don't like it because it looks like it's a tobacco package. I was, well, I wasn't allowed to have Big right. League Chew. Yeah, it was, it was too close to tobacco. Yeah. Um, okay, break time. Alex Brown, A.B., we got we to gotta start the interview by how many holes in one is he up to now. And then we'll get into some Billy Tubbs story. Live in Arlington today for opening day of the college baseball season. It is Billy Tubbs Day here on The Ref. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Nice. I see what you did here, TJ. I'm so clever. I'm just so clever. Billy Tubbs Day here on The Ref, and we welcome in, I'm proud to say, one of my good friends, trainer at the University of Oklahoma for over three decades. Everybody knows him as A.B. Alex Brown. A.B., good morning. How are you today, sir? I'm good, Toby. How about you? I'm doing good. How many holes in one are we up to now? I'm stuck on 11. I'm in a five-year drought. Five-year drought, A.B.? What's going on? I haven't made one since I retired. Oh, man. So. <laughs> well, how's the game? Um, not, not too bad. I don't hit it as far as I used to, and so um, I still hit it as straight, but not as far. Yeah. But the green's a little further away. And, DJ. Um, I'm sorry, JP. Go ahead. No, just um, need to make a few more putts. TJ, the guy's got 11 holes in one, and he changes his license plate after every. It one sounds of them. like to get 12, he's got to go back to work. It sounds that way. <laughs> go wrap a few ankles, AB. You'll drop another one in there. Um, okay. Well, you know it's Billy Tubbs Day uh, tomorrow in the LNC, and. Uh, we thought it would be a good idea to uh, hear all about the coach uh, today. And I don't know if there's anybody that spent more time with him than you did, Alex, through the years. Uh, do you remember the first time you met Billy? Um, probably in his office. I don't remember exactly, but probably in his office when I was interviewing for the job. Um, but I actually might have met him before that because when I was at East Central – uh, the athletic director there, his son was Mike Anderson. Mm-hmm. And we used to come up and um, watch practice uh, once in a while. Um, and so I might have met Billy then. But um, um, 
certainly I didn't forget anything after we um, after we started working together. I would imagine there were some interesting exchanges between you and him through the years about whether guys can go or not. Well, you know, the, one of the funniest things Billy used to talk about was Lou Gehrig, okay? And he told players, do you, any of you know who Wally Pipp is? Mm-hmm. All right. And Wally Pipp is the guy. That, Lou Gehrig replaced Wally Pipp in the lineup mm-hmm. and never. So Billy would always tell the players, hey, if you can't go, I may replace you with Lou Gehrig. And uh, <laughs> it was just a little uh, thing. He, you know, he, he tried to motivate the players to, to play and, um, um, you know, that was, uh, but, you know, he, he, um, he let me do my job and, um, I appreciated that. Hey, tell us, uh, uh, remind us and for maybe the listeners that don't know, tell us about the corn dog game. Stacy King gets 48, uh, at UNLV. I think it's still the, uh, Thomas and Mac, uh, visiting player, um, record for number of points. Um, Stacy had injured his finger earlier in the season, and I built him a little splint that was kind of like a – it looked like a corn dog. Uh, and kind of just kept his finger nice and straight. He really controlled the ball with his uh, middle finger because his middle finger was quite a bit longer than his index finger. And the ball really went off of his uh, middle finger. And um, we we got him the ball all night long, and – we got out of there with a win. We left there as the number one team in the nation after that game. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite memories of that is Mike Tyson was the champion of the world at the time, and Don King was his manager. And after the game, Tyson and Don King come to the locker room, and Don King tells Stacy King, I, w- I want to be your agent. You know. <laughs> 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 There's some great pictures and great stories. And we spent the night after the game, too. Most of the time you leave. And uh, I think some of the team got together with with Tyson after the game. So, wow. Wow. I hadn't heard that before. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah Any, he, threw a, he threw a little party, I think, at the what used to be the, the dunes. Wow. I bet that was calm. I bet it was uh, sedate <laughs> and calm for sure. Yeah. Uh, what are, what is one or two of your favorite, you know, being there on the bench, traveling with the team, uh, seeing coach in practices, exchanges with referees, whatever the case may be. What's one or two of your favorite Billy Tubbs stories? Well, my very first game at OU, we're playing Texas A&M and Billy got a technical in the tunnel on the way to the locker room at halftime. <laughs> okay. And he actually... I believe he got kicked out of that game. You had to get three of those days. So I knew after even game one, he was going to be a, a fireball on the bench. And I was standing right next to him when he, regardless of how terrible the officiating is, don't throw anything on the floor. Yeah. You know. Um, so um, he, he he was – he always, um, you know – told the truth. He was, he was kind of like Abe Lemons in a lot of ways with the referees, you know, and, um, 
he, he made the game colorful. Uh, it sold tickets, you know, his exchanges with Norm or Eddie or, you know, Johnny Orr. You could go down the list, you know, of the old Big Eight. Um, he, he uh, you know, he, he, he was trying to, trying to win every game and giving him his all and all points. And he expected the referees to do the same. Yeah. Uh, Tommy just sent me a picture of Billy and Tyson in the locker room. By the way, I've never seen yeah. this picture before. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. You know, the guys are in the back. They look thrilled. Uh, the champ yeah, you, is in the locker room with them. That's cool. If, if you see a picture of me in any of those, I'm, I'm half hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recognize you, I don't think. <laughs> hey, I never thought of this before, but did the style of play back then make your job any different or more difficult or anything? Uh, I, I guess I'm thinking, you know, they they were running well, so yeah. much. They were so they were maybe they were better athletes then, and and they were healthier. I don't know. Well, we were in tremendous condition. Yeah. Um, that, you know, we used to spend. You couldn't start practice till October the fifteenth. You know, the coaches couldn't see the players, but you could do conditioning. So we spent a lot of time on the track. Uh, they did aerobics. Okay, remember that mm-hmm. we had a we had a dance instructor. Okay, and um, she she put them through their paces, um, and you know we we were in great shape, and all all twelve guys, especially for that uh, eighty seven eighty eight team. But every year, you know, we didn't have any guys that were out of shape because practice was run. At high level, I mean, it was, you know, the same as a game. He he uh, tried to um, simulate game situations. In fact, we did a lot of scrimmaging with with the timeouts and all of those types of things to simulate game situations uh, as much as possible. Uh, the managers refereed the games. I I ran the scoreboard a lot of the time. Uh, and we didn't really need a shot clock, you know. Yeah, because practice was practice. We were getting after it. I, I think maybe it's hard for people to comprehend, or, or maybe uh, even understand now, if you weren't around back then, how big a rock stars that basketball team was. Especially, you know, during the Wayman and Stacy years, Billy mm-hmm. was a star. Wayman and Stacy were stars. Mookie was a star. These guys weren't just like very good basketball players. You, you, Mike Tyson wanted to come into the locker room to meet him. It had to be just traveling with these guys had to be different and a oh, thrill. Yeah. Well, and you know who our one of our traveling uh, media person was was Mick Cornett. Yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, he was with Channel Five. And he he traveled with us. Quite a bit. He had but hair he would, back in those days too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, but it was, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, Billy used to say, "We go on the road. Uh, we were at wherever. You know, we're in Iowa State. There's fourteen thousand of them, and there's twenty five of us. I like the odds." Okay. <laughs> Uh, we've been asking everybody today what 
what do you want people to know about Billy, uh, especially those that didn't get to watch that? You got to be around him more than most. What do yeah. you want people to remember about Billy Tubbs? <clears throat> well, everybody knows him for offense and scoring. But I really think the way we did that was defense. Because as soon as the ball went through the net after we scored, 90% of the time we were picking them up right there. And, and our guys played so hard for all 94 feet of the court, you know, for 40 minutes. Um, and the heat, you know, it's a style that nobody dare try anymore. Um, and, and it was exciting. People love seeing the ball go through the net. Um, probably the most disappointing half ever uh, was the half we scored 97 <laughs> and a half because we, the entire team went to locker room mad yeah. <laughs> and because we had we took three three pointers yeah. near the end when if we drove it inside we'd have, we'd have probably gotten six <laughs> uh, and we just scored 103 uh, but it, it was <clears throat> a lot of fun um, and um, I, I wouldn't trade it. Boy, was that any? I'll take that, that team in '88 and play anybody, anytime, anywhere. I agree. I agree. Was that uh, U.S. International? Was that the name of that team? <clears throat> yes. U.S. Yes. I don't think that exists anymore. Well, now it's now it's called Alliant International. Okay. Um, uh, but it was the first game of the season. That wow. shows you how how um, tuned in that team was. Most teams, <laughs> you know, be lucky to score 97 in a game. We scored 97 in the first half. Yeah, they ended with 173, if I remember correctly. So that was yep, uh, yep. obviously and a poor second half. Yes, yes. We, 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 we slowed it down a bit. U.S. International held them to 76 in the second half, so – <laughs> A.B., I could talk to you all day. I miss being on the road with you, my friend. I hope you're doing well, and good luck getting number 12 sometime soon. Well, thank you, uh, Toby, and I miss, miss hanging out with you on the road, too, and good luck with the team the rest of the season. I'm really looking forward to seeing how we can finish this up in March Madness. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. TJ, I mean – I mean, I, we've all heard about the U.S. International game. I remember it well, but 97 and a half. He just blew some young people's minds. They're like, eh, that's not true. And went to the locker room ticked. <laughs> they were mad they didn't get Because they had three chances at 100. <laughs> I don't know that I ever knew that they partied with Tyson. I don't think I'd ever heard that story. i got to send you this picture. That's unbelievable. I Tommy. don't. I don't know that I'm allowing 19 and 20 year olds to go party with Tyson. I don't want to know what that was like. Yeah, I I, I would love to hear the conversation <laughs> with Joe Castiglione. <laughs> hey, uh, Mike Tyson wants to the guys to come over and party. Are we good with that? Ah, yeah. What could it hurt? <laughs> They're heading over to the Dunes. Is that all right? We're going to the Dunes to party with Tyson. <laughs> ah, yeah. That'll be fine. We'll be back. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. It's Billy Tubbs Day. This hour brought to you by Hightower Clinical. 
bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma with no cost or insurance needed to participate. Hightowerclinical.com or call or text 405-831-5905. It's also February, meaning it's Kindness Month, and First United Bank has set out to share 350000 uh, Kindness Month? Uh, February is Kindness Month. I thought it was just one day we had to be nice This to is First United's Act of Kindness Day. Uh, They're pushing for the 350,000 acts of kindness in a single day. Today, okay. February 16th, uh, hold the door for someone, say hello to a stranger, uh, compliment someone, uh, play for segment. someone and behind you in the, uh, the drive through which uh, Puerto Rican Sooner, I think, said on the text line earlier, he would not do because he looked back and saw the lady in the uh, Suburban had six kids, and he said, <laughs> I'm not paying for them. Yeah. Uh, so, But find something nice to do. It can be a simple gesture. Uh, call your mom, tell her you love her, whatever it is. It's, uh, if you want nice. a list of the ideas, uh, visit unitedactsofkindness.org to learn more. Send your favorite radio broadcasters a gift. No, 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 no. No. Speaking of which. Speak for yourself. It was national. A uh, gift card would be nice. It was National SRO School Resource Officer Day yesterday. Thank yeah. you to those uh, people that uh, – did do that for Katie. Holy cow. What'd they do? Like, I needed a U-Haul to to bring home h- half the stuff she got yesterday with flowers and banners and balloons, and uh, she had a big-time day yesterday, so thank you to Oh, so it's okay everyone. for her to get gifts, but not for us to get gifts? We got gifts last Friday, but I'm saying uh, we don't need them yeah, this Friday. Yeah, that's true. That is true. We so. didn't get a lot of stuff. We got a cake. Yeah, we had a cake. Big-time Trophies. All kinds of stuff. That's right. Macaroni. All right, go ahead. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, a text line. Uh, <laughs> this texter says, make it a non-scandalous gift. There were no scandalous gifts given, okay? Mm. As a lifelong Sooner fan, I love Billy Tubbs. If there was anyone past or present I could have lunch with, I'd pick Billy or maybe uh, Barry. All these stories make my heart warm and filled with memories. Thank you. God bless. Have a great day. That's from Boomer Jim in Wisconsin. Billy Tubbs, Barry Switzer, Wayman Tisdale, and Brian Bosworth were all on this campus (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) Um, How about that? Yeah, Sean and I were talking off the air about OU basketball and – College basketball's changed a lot. Um, I don't know that even your kids at the age they are, besides the stories from you, could recognize what rock stars they were. Yeah. I mean, they were as big as any OU football team. It was They were the Caitlin Clark of their day. Yes. Yeah. Probably bigger in some yeah, cases. Yeah, so. that was that was fun. She but, was a rock star though. Um Yeah. I mean that that's how big of a star as they were that one of the Biggest athletes at that time period said, hey, come the party biggest. with me. Yeah. Mike Tyson was the most famous man on planet Earth at that <laughs> right. time. Yeah. All right, top of the hour break. This is a fun show. We'll be back.